Yeah. I bet she's got a goose on the front. Or moose. Hold the Zodiac IPA here. You guys should check out the... Uh, how do I turn on the video? Here we go. I'm not decided. See this? It looks pretty, oh, wow. Pretty cool. Hey. It does look kind of trippy and cool. Yeah, it does. Alright, enough of that. Moses had to get the most hipster-looking beer. Dude, somebody gave it to me. <laughs> like one of my uh, co-workers. They just, people. they just give you free beers in Canada. It's like their thing. Yeah. It's really tasty, though. This episode was brought to you by Zodiac IPA. Alright. What's up, everyone? This is the Demo Craft Beer Podcast, where we talk about craft beers uh, from Canada and whatnot. Eh? IPAs only. <laughs> I hope not IPAs only, because that would really suck. But that's a that's an argument for another episode. How you doing, Moses? Doing great. Drinking my lovely IPA. So fuck off with that sentiment. IPAs are the best. They're like, kind of, I don't know, they're all right. They're just kind of, I'd rather just drink something that doesn't taste like that. <laughs> if I can. Nothing like a drink that See, can bite you. I say that when I'm talking about beer. It ain't for me, man. <laughs> no, beer's for me, but IPAs are for other people. What do you like, Shiner Bock? Shiner Bock is pretty delicious. So. Shiner Bock's pretty good. Yeah, I like beers <laughs> like that. Like I like your little lagers and your... um. You know, just not the ales, pretty much. Uh, I get I'll it. drink everything else. I'll drink everything else. And I mean, like, IPAs are fine. Like, I'll drink them, but, like, rather not. <laughs> and they're kind of overrated now. Man, it's just, anytime I drink a beer, they just have that Bud Light taste. And, like, there's all... No, no. Yeah, you need to drink I some other beer beers. out there. Though I I mean I don't I've tried different beers and it's just like eh, I don't think it's for me. I mean you gotta like start off though like you have to like kind of get used to the Bud Light taste and then you work your way up yeah. I guess. I, I don't I like that taste though. No, <laughs> have a stout, I, I, bro. Like, I support. Yeah, I support your sobriety over there, David. I'm I'm not Is gonna try not? to peer pressure you into drinking. Give me some go get like a PBR and like start small because it'll be cheap and then you build your way up to something else. It's like, yeah, I, you don't necessarily need to get a Bud Light, but like, you gotta like start small. I mean, it's I'm not, not small. I'm not, the, I'm not the biggest drinker in the world. I'm it's not my exactly my favorite thing to do, but I mean, I like my beer to taste like water, Paps and Pat, <laughs> Light Platinum. That's you know. Yeah. I'm just trying to get drunk. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to enjoy the taste of the beer, you know. Right. Drinking that natty ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I have standards, okay. <laughs> That's not really what you drink if you're just trying to enjoy the beer. <laughs> dude, nah. Dudes at my work drink that all the time on break. <laughs> Natty Ice. Dude, that yeah, sounds like some fun work. Uh, no, that's why they drink it. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Isn't Natty Ice the Dasani of beer? You decide. Uh, Natty Daddy. Leave a comment down below. What does that make Steel Reserve? 11? Yeah, I guess. How many steel reserves are there? 
This is like the anti-gravity beer, isn't that still reserved? I, I think it's well, I'm just talking about straight-up steel reserve. Hell, I mean, what kind of beer do you think a shark dad would like? A shark dad? Ooh, I like that. That was, that was pretty good. Um, Longboard, uh, Longboard Brewery. They dude, have Longboard's like, good. I yeah. love Longboard. <laughs> oh, wait, they have, they have uh, Land Shark. <laughs> oh, yeah, Land Shark. Land Shark, the, the choice beer for Shark Dad. Exactly. And I, I do like Land Shark a lot, so. <laughs> Shoot. Nah, I'm just a guy that likes tasty liquors and stuff like that. Tasty stuff what? Get me drunk quick. Tasty liquors, like just like I like stuff that tastes decent and is strong. Like, like uh, what's your drink of choice then? <laughs> truly, uh, honestly, some like blue raspberry vodka from like Svedka. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're drinking Boone's Farm. <laughs> What's that? What do you mean? Just go get a Boone's Farm and try it sometime. You'll feel terrible next morning, so you got to kind of prepare for it. But, <laughs> but I know Shark Dad wouldn't drink Boone's off Farm. Ices. Smearing off ices. Yeah, this tastes good. I like the. I, I like this. Well, You're probably Dave- seltzer guy, right? You know, like you got you want your white claws for your white blood cells. You know. <laughs> good no I'm laws and sorry, I'll go wild on a four loco. Like, All right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> of course, you've probably got some OG four loco drinkers here. Oh, yeah. Back when it was... Wait, does four loco still have alcohol? Yeah. I thought they got rid of that. No, they, they still have alcohol. No. They got rid of the, the caffeine. Apple juice now. Oh, they got rid of the other half? Yeah, the Wait, caffeine is what they got rid of. They still have oh, the alcohol and the bad really? tasting stuff in it. I think I had like one or two original ones. I was like just in the cusp, but if you I, want to know, dude, I got loaded up. Love one of those had me good, man. Four locos outside of a uh, heavy, heavy Lolo shows. <laughs> oh, dude. Watch. Well, I, sh- I bet you moshed really well that night. <laughs> oh, no, hardcore dancing. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, I had I had a kid from Modesto tell me that I was the reason he started hardcore dancing. It was, <laughs> it was weird. You learned from your influence. Yeah, like, like, like that's that's awesome. Me. He just saw me in all my grace, and he's like, "I need to do that." That's your first song. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no, you've done a great thing that day, Moses. You were a shark dad. <laughs> gave somebody hope to believe that there's more to drink out there than Mad Dog 2020. I'm the I'm the father of crowd kill. <laughs> no, no. Did I invent crowd kill? I don't know. No. No, I'm just no kidding. Way. I, I did I'm it. No to the temple <laughs> Pretty sure Moses did invent it. I mean, don't lie, guys. Come on. Alright, we're we're getting we're like pretty close to eight minutes without talking about uh what are we talking about again? Shark Dad. Shark Dad. We keep trying to talk about Shark Dad. And Moses <laughs> wants to talk about inventing hardcore dancing or something. The perfect song to hardcore dance to <laughs> is Shark Dad. Moses is like the Al Gore of hardcore dancing. Maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like that. It's funny. Sounds like it'd be a band title. How Moses and and uh, invented hardcore dancing. <laughs> Brad Moses too. Joe, I bet you Shark Dad doesn't like hardcore dancing in the living room. <laughs> Just flopping around. I see swing. what you did there. Yeah. Get damn references on top of references. Speaking of Shark Dad, there is a, a band called Shark Punch, and they used to make like parody <laughs> hardcore songs, like songs to mosh Shark to. Punch. <laughs> yeah. It's so angsty. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Shark Punch! Oh, God. Uh, oh, I wonder if they're on Spotify. I might have to add them to the playlist. Do it. Wow. <laughs> when are we starting? Actually, starting talking about Shark oh, yeah. Dad. Who wants Shark to start? Dad. Um, baby Shark. Doo, 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 doo. No. You know, I feel like there's not enough shark references in uh, music these days. All right, it's a pretty so cool one, animal. One thing about a uh, Shark Dad is that it obviously features Martin Bianchini on guitar. Can I ask? Is this the first Martin? Um, feature that they have. You know what? That's a great question. Was he? I feel like it is, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because I don't think he did anything in acceptance speech. Because they still had a. Was it Josh Benton in the band? Yeah, I think it was Josh Benton. Yeah. So this might have been it. The first. Which. I mean, one of my points was like, it's like, feel, felt like it was the first one of those like atonal sounding songs. I was like, no, this is just a Martin song. I forgot to look it up, but because I knew you'd do it. But <laughs> see, Moses, I'm glad you brought it up. It was, you know, Martin was on this track because uh, I remember when I first looked up Shark Dad on YouTube and all that, in the comments, Martin Bianchi was actually commenting and stuff. I didn't know who, who he was, like, you know, and his connection and all, but like, he was this guy on commenting saying, yeah, like if they were to perform this song, they need to like bring out trumpets. That's like the optimal way to like truly perform this song. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? They don't need trumpets for this song. Like, I, uh, like I was so confused, but like he was totally just trolling me. Like this is years ago, but you could, you could find it. If you go on YouTube under shark dad in the comments, you can probably find Martin trolling me in the comments. So look out for that. Everyone, (laughs) everybody go, Go, uh, with they have downloads on YouTube comments? I don't remember. I don't comment anything on YouTube. <laughs> All right, Some but stuff go, going back to Shark Dad, that, uh, that intro is such a vibe. It reminds me of songs where, like, Circus Survive kind of slow things down, like We're All Thieves and House of Leaves come to mind. It, it's kind of a cool little moment for Dance Gavin Dance and I wish they would kind of explore that type of sound uh, more often. Like, they don't really have songs with that kind of vibe. But, yeah, then the two verses come in and you get this, like, explosion of sound. Like, it's kind of, like, building up. And, like, once John says, I'm a piston on a mission, pumping out my guts, like, the guitar riff changes up like almost after every line he screams which is pretty cool um there's some wacky guitar lines for sure yeah right especially that, like that during game. during that part it's like Gim-. yeah that whole thing yeah exactly <laughs> some wacky stuff 
<laughs> but no, like on the intro, actually, uh, listening to it myself today, it, like I got imagery while listening to it. It reminded me of like, you know, those days where it's like it's sunshiny, but it's also raining at the same time. Or like the after effects of it, like, you know, raining. Yeah, so, interesting. Like, I don't know, something something about, like, I got imagery of like that around my town just while listening to this. And like a dreary, a dreary kind of thing going on. And especially with Tillian, you know, and all this. And like, oh, no, like this relationship, like I knew it was going to get fucked up and oh, look, it happened, you know. And plus, you know, the, the leaves were bound to change, you know, kind of got more like fall and, you know, this weather imagery. I thought that was nice. Yeah, for and then, sure. And then, yeah, it explodes to this John section. Uh, they got that weird distorted guitar thing going on. I, I really like the, the guitar effects they have going on here. And this has some of my favorite John like sections in general. Like he's like just firing off like with that flow already. Like why can't I seem to find my mind? The time is almost up. And it's weird. Like, like even just like uh, that whole verse, a bunch of those lines, like I can somehow contribute to like my own life, like decode it to like, oh yeah, this happened in that time, and oh, and you know, sequentially that happened afterwards. Like it's weird. I somehow connect with John's lyrics in my own weird way. Anybody else? No, yeah, he's definitely going off like lyrically, like he kind of gets like the gift of gab or something, man. Um, but like, yeah, that's all cool and all, but I really dig that chorus, uh, with Tillian. Like, it's kind of weird cause they only do it once and I thought, I don't know, it deserved at least another go around. It's really groovy, bass heavy, like he's delivering this like pretty cool melody. Oh, you mean shine in the moment, hit me with the cold, like that whole part? Yeah. There we go. Uh, got it yeah, dude, no check off tim tim laid down some sexy bass for that part right yeah it, see in this part it reminds me of like a whole what is it uh snow falling downpour that section like this whole section reminds me of like just a, a snowy downpour kind of thing and it's like the wind's going off and like like with the guitar and the bass going on and tillian's voice like i don't know like the imagery is strong in this song for me really good shit yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about Shark Dad. So I mean, I already talked about the Martin Bianchi thing. I mean, they. I think I do think that this is the first song they they featured him, and that and so like obviously they end up having a Martin like at least one Martin song on all their other albums afterwards. Um, I the other thing that I found out about the song was that I kind of feel like the vocals on this song they're. Correct me if y'all think differently, but I think they sound a lot more like acceptance speech vocals, like the style versus uh, instant gratification vocals. So it wouldn't surprise me if someone told me this was the first song they wrote on the album, or maybe they're just trying to get the effect of like how Tony was singing on that album for this song. Any thoughts um, on that? It's interesting, like... I, I never got the idea that I like it. This sounded like A.S. Tillian, you know, acceptance speech, but like, yeah, this structure, like in general, this is like a, a more John heavy track, but Tillian will, Tillian will um, jump in to, you know, leave little verses in there, here and there. Like it does seem more of like an acceptance speech kind of flowing song a bit. Okay. So I can see that. Um, I don't know. I feel like, 
I think I might have to disagree just because of like the R and B vibe that you get from that chorus and that's like, fair. I, I feel like he's kind of leaning towards that a lot um in this album and he didn't really do that um in acceptance speech. I don't know, like his vocals kind of sounded a little more is aggressive the right word? I don't I don't know. Like obviously not it's aggressive. It's not like the type not, not like necessarily like the genre he's singing in, it's more like how he's singing is kind of how yeah, which like, I don't know enough about vocals to really like put it into words, I guess, but Yeah, I mean I I, I guess I kinda get what you're saying, but to me it just sounds very R N like his delivery sounds very R and B, which I think it's what kind of made this album stand out compared Definitely. to like acceptance speech was great and he had great vocal moments there but like he sounds more like an actual post hardcore singer in in acceptance speech Ex- yeah kind of i guess if I, that's it's not the necessarily right not necessarily that it's more like how to describe it. it's like Like the way he was singing things on acceptance speech versus where he he sounds way more open and way more natural on on a, this on a, this album than it, than he did on acceptance speech. Like he obviously hit another level on this one. But this I feel like this song kind of sounds more like more like acceptance speech, like the way he was singing it. But it's kind of abstract. What I'm trying to explain, so I don't. We can move on if y'all want. <laughs> um. um. Yeah, before that, I have, like, one little tidbit. So, like, I noticed from, like, watching drum, drum covers of Shark Dad, um, there's actually a small little drum part that Matt kind of pulls from a DBM2 track, Need Money. So, what is Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, for real. It's, you know, that um, in Need Money, they had that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun thing going on, and that's my favorite part of the fucking song. Um, but anyway... And like, along with it, Matt does like a da, da, like he just drums along with that little beat. And then with Shark Dad, what is it? They have this section where they bring back the heavy section with that you know distorted riff, and it goes da 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 da. da. But basically, Matt does the same drum thing. Uh, <laughs> just just listen back, and you'll see. Uh, it, it's easier if you can like see an actual drum and cover, but uh, just a little tidbit. <laughs> If I had one thing to say about Shark Dad before we move on to Awkward, uh, is that song sounds like uh, if bees had control of guitars and they decided to make a song. And that's 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 Shark Dad in a nutshell. Those bees with the sharks on their heads with the laser beams. But um, <laughs> Oh, my God, it does. Yo. That was in- <laughs> Ryan. Science. All right. Some make things awkward and... Uh... <laughs> awkward. <laughs> well, I want to start off and say like awkward. It has like a really cool riff thing. I don't know. Dude, that but opening it, riff is like so sick. Seriously, no, yeah, I'm listening to. I'm like, how are they even playing this? Like, they have like this weird, like, I don't know, this like the shifting chords and I don't know. It's just like you know, two, you know. A lead and rhythm at the same time doing weird stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, you know, to be a good person to ask about it. 
Zachary Guerin, come on out. Oh, oh hi. Uh, I'm Zachary Guerin. I uh, play right. guitar for Dance Gavin Dance every now and then. I played on Awkward. Yeah, Awkward right. and uh, Happiness. All right, Don't Zach, if that's that, your I love name, all right, I need you to t- uh, give me uh, two proof of identity. Uh, Social Security and an ID would work. If you got a credit card <laughs> number, that'd be great. Uh, man, don't do that, man. Y'all almost have me squeal. Like, like <laughs> Zach Garrett? <laughs> like, oh, he just uh, left. Bye, bye, Zach. Thanks for stopping in, giving your uh, you two cents on the song. IPA. That was a really interesting uh, uh, voice he had. I didn't expect him to sound like that. It, it, yeah, it kind of changed <laughs> as he spoke. Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, the song features uh, Zach, like, I really dig that guitar riff in the intro. Like, it's really cool. the The first verse is like I don't know. There's it's just got like a fun vibe to it. Um, like Tillian's delivery, just, like it just sounds great. And I think it's kind of like this is a great example of I don't know why I really enjoyed uh, Tillian's vocals on this album. Like they just kind of sound fun poppy like he gets into kind of a r&b r&b vibe every like every now and then um the guitar riff in the chorus is really cool too then john mess kind of shows up at the bridge and he just he lets his nuts hang on the song like he absolutely kills yeah, it yeah definitely <laughs> like i know he kind of out into it i sniff that dragon's brew like that's probably <laughs> one of my top three John Mess moments. Like, like his delivery in that is just sick. Yeah, yeah, and the guitar chugging during it. Oh yeah. That like that shit's Christmas fuck. Like. <laughs> I'm te- I'm so. telling you, man. Like I think like, you guys were a little too hard on this album, like this uh, last episode, but like. This song, like, this album is full of really cool moments, and, like, I'm, like, really happy that I took the time to listen to it again, because it was really, like, it was my favorite Tillian album, and, I don't know, I kind of just stopped listening to it as as much when we started the podcast, because, I don't know, I spent more time listening to Mothership and Artificial Selection. But I'm glad, I'm glad to be on that IG grind again. What you all think about Awkward? Probably 100% my favorite John Mess performance in any album. Just he's just he's got the roll down like front like front man scream, just very guttural, very in control, very assertive in like his delivery. It's it's great stuff and like just like to even illustrate further the point of like the breakdown being lauded over like 100 percent. it's a very solid dance kevin dance breakdown like probably one of their best that's probably why it's my favorite john mess song to be honest but i feel like everybody works really hard on this track to like kind of bring that old melodic post-hardcore sound that uh like dance kevin dance has its roots in like where when they first started a lot of bands tried to sound like this but they didn't have nowhere near the same polish or like mastery of their craft and it's just really good song i really enjoy it instrumentally from the guitars to the bass zach aaron's like feature just drums everything pops on this track it's it should have been a 
a single, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, Ryan. I say I gotta I gotta agree with all of that. Especially, uh, yeah, like uh, from even you know that line Moses reference. I sniffed that dragon's brew. Like that line. Uh, Oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, and it's like if I were to try that line, like I'd have to like pull a low, and it's like, oh, dude, that's it's it's even it, it's a really heavy line in general. So yeah, it's, it's great line to pick out. Um, even. And uh, for the, like the breakdown, yeah, Ugh, damn it, I, I fucking lost my steam. I had everything in mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I keep going. It was, it was just too overwhelming. Just keep yeah, going. That breakdown. Great song. You'll come back on that <laughs> We'll come back to you. All right. Yeah, keep going. Honestly, like I really like the song a lot, and it really makes cool. me wish that the word awkward wasn't ruined for me in my youth, like a lot of people. Um, Dude, that's so awkward. I yeah. forgot that was a thing, but yeah, people did like they're like they, re- they really overuse yeah. that shit. Awkward. Yeah, did exactly. people ever just say "awk"? That's "awk." Like, was that? Yeah, ever- that, that was <laughs> a thing. And I hate it. <laughs> um, it's interesting about the song is like it's kind of straddled by two really like heavy like melodic songs, like "Shark Dad" and "The Cuddler," and it kind of like gives you not necessarily a lighter song because it gets really heavy during the song, but it like, gives you probably more, it, cause, but it also kind of does give you a lighter song because I mean, John is definitely a vocal part in the song, but he doesn't really come in until like the second chorus, I believe, which uh, also the way he comes into that chorus, like he just kind of like creeps in there and then it becomes, and then it turns into a breakdown. It's just like awesome. He just, whis- he just kind of like has some screaming in the background that he, turns into a whole breakdown um <laughs> and the way it, it the way the song builds up at the end like builds up throughout the whole song to that great outro it's amazing and then also something i noticed recently was that like the way tilling layers his vocals on this song like when he was when he was recording it it's just like it's top tier some of his best work i think and finally i would just love to see this song live. Like I, I just think it would go so hard and I'd be singing along the whole fucking time. So Yeah. Like that pre chorus, I, I just love how Tillian's voice sounds in that. Yeah. I can't I can't even explain explain it, but his backing parts in the choruses are great too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was a cool little like the uh, effect in the pre-chorus. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, the effect in the pre-chorus is really cool. Yeah, the do 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 like it was a little weird little like techno thing they had for you know a bit. I thought that was really cool. Um, but no cash. You bring that up brought me back to the point I was trying to make. You know how John's screaming in the chorus under Tillian, you know, kind of subtly, and then you know when the breakdown happens, it it feels like he kind of. snatches the mic it's like okay this is my part real quick exactly you know he's like cry mine is mine you know he's yeah like yeah like he's re- yeah really assertive like he's just owning it it's awesome and yeah well um, i think it was what ryan was expressing this really does feel like a kind of like more of a like a you know it, it's aiming for that you know post-hardcore like single kind of thing where you know it's like tillian centric and I mean, you know, just, you know, listening to the song, it has, you know, the, the intro, Tillian does his verse, then he jumps immediately to the chorus, pretty abruptly, I'd say, and and then they go right back into the verse. 
and then they kind of reserve John for the you know the scream metal you know like the yeah the scream section. So yeah, it, you know, interesting how it was structured like that. Anything else? I'm good. Don't, don't make this <laughs> awkward, guys. We got to make it awkward. That's it's like the whole point of the song is to make it awkward. So you make things awkward. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I also thought it was cool how Will Swan kind of gave insight. You know, uh, there was an interview where Will, I think Will and Ortillion talked about awkward and like the meaning behind the lyrics and the idea behind the song. You know, and Will was talking about how yeah, like in the the versus Tillian is like this over over the over his head dumbass who thinks he you know he's just gonna get it. He's just gonna blow up and become a star. You know, but in the chorus, it's like you know, slow your roll. You know. Don't make this awkward, you know, all that. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You all watch the inter- interview? No, what was that interview? Not... Sorry? What what interview? Oh, shoot. I, I can't. I couldn't just send you a link, but nah, it's just it's just an interview uh, with Probably Will Swan predominantly. Press. I mean, I can't think of too many interviews where they talk to, like, the camera. Yeah, right. <laughs> about songs. Yeah, no. It, yeah, you can find it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, that's a good find you can find. Yeah. Comment the link down in the comments below. Let us know where this interview is and if David is imagining it. <laughs> David drunk the whole dance guy of a dance interview and they talked yeah. about awkward on it. Huh. It's pretty cool. We need that kind of insight on here. <laughs> But anyway, yes, that is awkward. I think it's a nice song. So we're talking about the the cuddler. The cuddler. Oh yeah, it's getting nice and cuddly, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the cuddler definitely has an interesting flow to it. Like the song starts off really strong with some so like dope guitar. Um, mm-hmm. and like bass and a great performance by John. Like I know we, I think we were talking about it in Shark Dad and and awkward, but I really love like his flow when the song starts to pick up like right before the chorus here. Like I don't know, he just really gets into it, and yeah, I really dig how Tillian sounds in this song. Um, it probably has like one of his like best poppy choruses in my opinion. Um, yeah, and then that like second verse uh, with Tillian, he kind of gives like I don't know this like really like smooth delivery when he's talking about uh like pray on my spirit till you come alive, hydrate my fire till it smolders out. Like I don't know, I just really dig his his delivery um and matt's just going crazy like on the toms like that whole part like i don't know he's kind of yeah like he's just going crazy and will is doing almost like block party-esque tremolo picking in the background and mm. yeah be like definitely the bass and the drums in this song are like outstanding for sure Agreed, and especially yeah, especially uh, with Tillian when he's like, "Oh, you're the reason I get out of bed." Like, out of 
his voice is almost charming here. Like, you know, really good delivery. Really pretty stuff, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, and then Will has actually mentioned that the lead riff uh, he's playing in the verses is one of his favorite riffs that he's ever written, but he was really disappointed in how it kind of got buried in the mix of the song. Which is really interesting, yeah. You said there's like a lead that's kind of buried? Yeah, like um like you hear that main get like that main guitar. Um but yeah there like he's kind of like tapping away like if you like pay attention to it. But yeah, it, like I agree it's kind of buried in the in the mix. Interesting. I've heard about that but I haven't I haven't really like, you know, sounded it out. Like do you mean like the intro or well, yeah, I mean, it, it goes in from the intro to the verses, and I, maybe part of it is because, like, the bass is pretty pretty prominent in the song. Like, you can hear pretty clearly throughout the verses. Oh, for sure. They have it nice and clear in the mix. It sounds awesome. I, 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 instant gratification in general, the bass. Yes. Is loud and clear. You can hear the bass really well, like, throughout... Um, great bass album yeah throughout this whole album i i feel like the cuddler is the reason why um they buried tim in the background like in in like the other albums who knows (laughs) (laughs) all right but what do you guys got about uh have to say about the cuddler i mean i just like how it's called the cuddler and you know john's off the back you know like you know talk about your feelings like oh you know i don't want to hear about this nonsense talk about my feelings i don't want to fuck that you know it's like uh, this is funny right off the bat i think and and then yeah he has like this insane flow uh what is it i mean you know it's just that first part in general you know he kind of owns it for a good minute there he just has a, a really aggressive oh i don't even think it's just aggressive um like I'll go get the decider. I'll be the center divider. Like it just has a really, really snappy, good flow going on there. So hell yeah. Right on. Hey Ryan, do you got anything to say about the cuddler? The cuddler. Um, what I want to, I mean, if I could touch on for just a second, like, uh, in terms of your errs, like, where do you guys rank? this in terms of like the jiggler and the rattler and the cuddler like who is the king of the lures jiggler i, I, I would say the jiggler man i listen yeah, i'm gonna say jiggler man. but this is a i forgot how much i like this song yeah cuddler is a pretty close second no i, I mean i kind of i really love the rattler it's one of my favorite like martin songs that yeah the rattler is good too it was a tough one yeah is don't make us choose but i i would say the jiggler is definitely my favorite one out of the three it's got yeah. that like it's a very strong song i mean it's a good it's, way to open an album yeah oh man i want to talk about the jiggler right Dude, now i, I listened to there. that and like all of acceptance speech basically this afternoon and it's like god i wish i was talking about this you know wah, like, wah, jig- <laughs> the guitar, like, i love this album too I won't spoil anything, but yeah, the Jiggler is gotta be yeah. Relative to this, the Jiggler's gotta be my favorite. The Cuddler's really good. I'd probably put over Rattler, maybe. 
Maybe. I can see that. I this, can, is, I can this is really tough, honestly. I mean, I think it's got to be Jiggler. We're asking the real tough question. We need plus, you. The plus the Jiggler the is a reference to Adventure Time. I always forget. And then I see that episode like <laughs> once every three years. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Unless there's a Cuddler and a Rattler on Adventure yeah, Time. Yeah, like, are there any more of those herbs? I don't know. I thought there was but one that, more, maybe. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Those are like the ones that I see that have like in the Tillian area, their era that have that little er at the end. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. they're the only ones that are the something or yeah. thus far. Yeah, there's no the strawberry Andre or you know. Shame. It's a very big shame. It's the saddest shit I've ever said in my life. I'm contemplating very sad thoughts right now about it. Asses in battle, bro. Asses in battle. Yo, and if anything, I, I'd say this is a good track to bust out for concerts, man. Like, instead of spamming We mm. Own the Night and, like, maybe one other track, like, yo, give the cover, you know, some playtime. Yeah, be that'd good. be cool. I feel like it's maybe a little bit lost in the shuffle a little bit because, like, with, like, one of my complaints I had about this album was, like, the track placements. And I feel like Shark Dad and Awkward are both very meaty and heavy in regards, but I feel like <laughs> Cuddler is more of like an interlude between that, you know? Wait, which were they? Like Shark Dad and Awkward come before this track for this song on the album. Like in track I order. Like, I feel like the Cuddler would be a great like song number two because it's it's yeah. like not it's a great song, but it, it's kind of like, like all, too all over the so place. So much I after think, so many great songs. Mm-hmm. It's like I think you kind of have to put it in the middle of the album because it, it it's kind of like all over the place. And I think I mean I guess it's Dance Kevin Dance, so like you can't put a song that's crazy right second. But I don't know. I mean I guess kind of just I mean, depends isn't on where Stroke the band. Isn't number two on the album? Yes. And that's the colors. Been- I mean the color I think is a little like. There are different types of crazy, but the cutler is like kind of like a little all, all over the place. Like my point was like, like you basically get like three songs in the first minute of this one. Mm. Like there's three just different, complete like. Well, there's like you get pretty different, drastic changes throughout like the first minute of the song. And so I don't Honestly. know. Doesn't that kind of play into yeah. like? I mean, yeah, it plays into it, it plays into Dance Gavin Dance. Like, dance. If anyone can do it, it's Dance Gavin Dance. But like, you know, are you saying I it's say, their 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 best foray into it? Would you be mean? No, I'm saying like it's. I would say any normal band, I'd probably wouldn't put the, if they had this song on this album. For any normal band, I wouldn't put this song second. But Dance Gavin Dance could get away with it. See, they could. But I feel like the first few it. tracks they have are st- like just strong enough that I wouldn't move them, personally. See, I, I like the idea of like spreading out the stronger songs. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I get you. Mm. Would I you mean, guys think course, the song? I was gonna I say, know. would you guys think the song would survive as a single? I mean, yeah, it's strong enough to be a single, but that's interesting. But I mean, yeah, I think it could. Yeah, it's strong enough, but I would definitely, you know, go with Stroke God, um, On the Run, Something New, Awkward, 
And yeah. that's yeah. Like, Robert, yeah. like to me, those should should have been like the singles, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah. Like Death of the Strawberry should have definitely been a single for sure. So yeah, they could have played that off really well doing Death of the Strawberry. I mean, I don't know. If, I bet you could tell like half the dance Kevin dance fans it was a, a single, and they'd probably believe you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. If, are you saying the cuddler behind We Own the Night, or are you saying the cuddler behind like a different song? The cuddler behind Stroke God. You go Stroke, from God. Stroke God to the cuddler to something heavy. Like that's almost reminds me of acceptance speech because it's like you what go was it? H Macy. What was the second song? Because it had a similar vibe, honestly. Uh, I don't know. It's not my favorite of acceptance speech, but it's like it's oh, the robot, robot with human hair, hair part four. And it goes to acceptance speech. So yeah, I mean yeah, that one's part human hair part four. I think was kind of was kind of all over the place too, and kind of similar way as the cuddler, but not to the same extent. I'd say. Yeah, Cash. If anything, like I could say, you could switch out something new with the cuddler, like switch their places. Like hmm. I could do that maybe. We we should all like. <laughs> Make a playlist and like rearrange IG into like. I think we've talked about doing this before on different albums, but it's it's pretty hard. It's a it's a, it's, a, it's an idea. It's yeah. worth trying. I mean, I'm I mean, I'd be interested to see if somebody could come up with like a perfect track listing in their mind. I definitely tried to do the this like a perfect set list before, but yeah, well, I've already cool, done yeah. it. I've done it. A perfect one, or have you tried to do a perfect one? I've done it. You've done it? You've, you made the perfect, perfect set list? Yeah. Are they up to my Also, how long is it? Because mine ended up being like three hours. So. Well, I tried to Not keep really. it 12 songs. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. That's tough, It was really man. hard. Nah. Yeah. And I had to put, I had to put, um, like, the songs that you would definitely hear, like Chucky and Midnight Crusade. Are in there? <laughs> you know, I bet you didn't want Midnight Crusade in there. Huh? I bet you didn't want Midnight Crusade in there either. I didn't want Midnight Crusade in there, but check it out. Chuck like, when did they? When did they come out? Like, oh, when did well, you make I, this? I created this. I created this um, sometime before Afterburner came out, and I I think oh, yeah. um, what was it? Oh shit! Uh, artificial selection was pretty new. Okay. All right. Let's hear your let's hear your set list. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not perfect, but okay. Uh, I went with Chucky, so. Midnight Crusade, reluctantly because I wouldn't want to <laughs> put any of the songs on there. Then it goes to Flash because that's kind of like a big anthem type chorus. Then it goes to Skyhook, which. I feel like if anybody heard Skyhook would like, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I'd, I'd I like this song, but I wouldn't be. I'd be like, "Why would you play this over something else?" Is what no, I man, I really dig that song, and I, I think uh, <laughs> I think Tillian would do a great job singing it. Yeah, I think so too. I can see it. Then I went young, Ro- young robot, and uh, I put Betrayed by the Game, but I would take that out. Um, Summertime That's gladness. Insane care to powder to the people to frozen one to story of my bros to on the run so it definitely could be better 
Yeah, that was very heavy. Um, except our artificial selection. Well, it had like I don't which know. It just come out, so because I You're, I actually made it yeah. uh, for I guess it was more of a Tree City Sessions two uh, oh, practicing. Okay. That's why you know, stuff that was in the first Tree hmm. City se- Sessions was left out. Moses, I, I'd honestly take that set list over like the stuff like they they're playing now, like because you know they kind of stick to the singles only, you know, artificial selection, mothership only kind of thing. Like I honestly take your set list over that. Go going mm. from care to powder to the people to frozen one to story of my bros to an ending on on the run. That sounds pretty legit. Shoot, yeah, you got a good, you got a you got a Kurt song that isn't Carl Barker. Or Tree Village, it's like it's like okay, and or it's Alex one English, too, so. yeah. And Flash, and it, it, it's popping off from the start. Like the I, I would like tracks. to update this, but now, like now, they have fucking Astro whole other album, yeah, yeah. So it just they need. I mean, need to do like yeah. two nights in a row every every tour. Personally, what I, I mean, like I like I would rather hear like new Afterburner songs than like I. Mothership or artificial selection songs. Yeah. So like, sure. so this one doesn't. So like, I, I mean, I like your set list, but like, this was before Afterburner. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So honestly, like, I would like to hear know. all of Afterburner. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. See, most I agree completely. Like, when this came out, I was like, "Yo, these are singles I'm excited to hear live." Like, I went to, but like, with Mothership and artificial selection, they just kind of like overdid them. And it's like, okay, can y'all play like other stuff? Yeah. Look, like, lucky, you know. But the three wishes, man. I want to hear three wishes live. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's. Honestly, they can play all of Afterburner. I'd be happy. The, the set list they had when I saw them in 2016 was just like was awesome because they basically they played like four or five Mothership songs to start, and then they just played like a bunch of old stuff after that. Yeah, I'm just glad I got to watch them play on the run, which is was Damn. my favorite my favorite song off of ig and yeah they played they played a bunch of uh yeah last time i saw them i think it was before artificial selection came out wow but they played a bunch of great songs because it was before artificial selection came out (laughs) not i mean i would be stoked to like listen to i don't know flash count basie and a bunch of songs off of that album it's like I mean Ouch. like I like Arthur's selection like a lot like probably the most out of all like everyone on here but like I kind of yeah. feel like they're really self isolated songs like they I don't know if they really work with the rest of like their music like in a whole set list so they, it doesn't really make me that excited like they're really good together but I don't know outside they really mesh that well outside of their album there's something about that album that just really stood out from the exactly. From the rest of their albums and like not I don't, uh, like not in a great way but i mean it was still a great album but it just felt different like a little yeah exactly but man so many bangers on that album dude give me Fla- flash and slouch from artificial selection i'll be happy. like if they play like just like a one-off show and they just played only artificial selection like that'd be awesome but if they're like doing like I don't know, like three artificial selection songs like scattered throughout. It doesn't sound as like cool, like really at all. It depends on the three songs, but That's true, like too. more than three. Like I think Flash 
um, maybe Story of My Bros, just because it, it's a fun song. And Yeah, that'd be cool. Just just, I think that would work. Way. That one works especially well. And um, Suspended in this disaster, like, oh, that chorus. Okay, that's yeah. a good one, yeah. But, like, then again, I wouldn't be mad if I if I heard Care, just because of the outro. Care, because the ending. Bloodsucker would be cool. Dude, they should, they should do that. They should just play the outro to Care, like, kind of somehow put it in in their set but you're, not you're, are you talking song. about a a um evaporate like an part two. huh an evaporate part two something like that I, no no just kind of like a interlude you know like i mean honestly i wouldn't mind like a jay-z lincoln park like mashup album where they just like combine their songs into <laughs> with who? like brand oh yeah, just like who? brand new songs okay. just their albums you know like kind of like that is cool is this album just give us remixes and shit they, they should do a jay-z lincoln park type album and like with jay-z their songs with no Trippy. it'd have to be somebody newer like wasn't they Trippy red red Trippy red <laughs> Trippy red man yeah. Does it like even work though if it's not like someone as big as Jay Z? Yeah, it'd have to be somebody as big as Jay Z. Who's or like at least as big as Dance Gavin Dance? Kanye. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. They'd have to Uh, be as big as Dance Gavin Dance, not as big as Jay Z. That's kind of like a weird like. It's like it's kind of a weird thing to like imagine because like you have to get a rapper who's like probably more mainstream to go down with to dance with Dance Gavin Dance, who's obviously huge, but like. Almost like an occult way. Yeah, but there's like, a lot. There's a lot of rappers like that, like Ozzy Vert and yeah, I like guess Juice World, but he's dead. Um, yeah, oh, geez. But, but I mean, like, uh, else, I don't know. I feel like Ozzy Vert was like, or it was kind of has already like more too- name, like name brand, like. Yeah, yeah, more notoriety already. Yeah, big Moses, like as a link, you know, as a Lincoln Park fan, and uh, you know, a fan of that collaboration album. Just, just mentioning that, I was like, yo, what if like Mike Shinoda, like, like rapped over some DGD tracks, or you know, you know, like took some parts and like added. That'd be cool. Like, yeah, I'm just like, wow, what would that be like? (laughs) Okay, you know, literally, uh, well, (laughs) you remember anybody remember, you know, Anthony. Fantano's review of I, you know, this album. Yes, when he mimics um, uh, Will's rapping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said it was like a Lincoln Park rap verse. Like, <laughs> oh shit. Uh, you know, I, honestly, sure you should it. do like a album, like a Jay Z Lincoln Park album, like with a rapper, like a marionette. I think would be really good doing that. Oh yeah, a marionette and like, I don't know, <laughs> uh, marionette. I think we do it. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. (laughs) (laughs) That would be that'd be way too funky. Just kidding. Create a time machine to nineteen (laughs) seventy eight. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Just just to bring up Lincoln Park one last time, but it's like, yo, oh my god, what if like, you know, like Chester and Mike had like DGD level instrumentals? It's like, well, my one grip with like LP is like, you know, they could have like. I don't know. It's like what? What if they had way more interesting instrumentals and like? Would would um, hmm. Chester's voice lend him lend itself to that kind of music? Because it was kind of. I think it imagine, could. I think it would. Imagine, dude. Like you know, his like. I mean, he can be pretty versatile. It would be something totally different, though. I think. Absolutely. 
Like it would, like, and it probably wouldn't be like that mainstream. I mean, it might be like alt rock, like main, like yeah, because like, he has a very alt rock voice, oh, like, like almost on the edge of butt rock, almost yeah. on the. Uh, but like, I don't think it's gonna help it's, that dude. Like at the, at their height, it's like they're gonna be like a couple one-off rock songs. Vulnerable. See, <laughs> you know, it's just like I, I just use that as a comparing point. It's like you know, like LP and their instrumentals. They're kind of like. You know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Oh, we got a we got a chorus riff. Oh, we got a verse riff. We'll use that and repeat it. But and then you compare it to DGD. <laughs> you know, even yeah. just this album, like We Own the Night, like just yeah, Lincoln Park's not very honestly. Weekly. It kind of just it's making me think of like late like AFI is what it, your suggestions making me think of like December Underground and Lawn, kind of, but. I don't even think that's a good comparison for what I'm trying yeah, to think of. I don't know. Yeah. God, man. I'm just going to fantasize about that. But anyway, y'all y'all have anything else to add? Yeah, what, are, what were we talking about again? The uh, Cuddler. The Cuddler. I think we were totally, totally talking about Linkin Park, Jay-Z, and it just went down into a spiraling hole of fire. And... Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Did you, did you talk about The Cuddler, Ryan? Oh yeah, you were asking about. Yeah, I was. I asked. That, I think better. I to this entire <laughs> spiel of uh, diverting off topic, but uh, Cuddler, I like Cuddler. Cuddler's a good song. I wouldn't say it's the strongest song on this album. It would definitely not be my first go-to on this album. There's very, very a many banger to be found on this album, but it's perfectly serviceable as a mid-album song. <laughs> Agreed, Ryan. Yeah. Um. I guess all I have left to say is like my my favorite part of the song is when he's like when it's the uh, the assuming that you're worth it part's my favorite part like of the song I think, and then the ending just like kind of comes out of nowhere at all, which is I which I thought was really cool, even though I'm like usually not into that necessarily, but it was just kind of like randomly they just end the song, so that's all I got to say. All right. Um, so legend. let's talk about legend. And the legend of the I, ranch was so hardcore. See, yeah, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about legend because I think it's highly underrated and I don't know. It feels like such a weird, different vibe for dance, Gavin dance. Like not really. Like I, I can't even explain what kind of vibe the song is, but it's definitely something that you're not used to hearing from them. And it actually features Arik Garcia of Hail the Sun on guitar. Um, so I, I'm guessing that has something to do with it. But, you know, that, like, guitar riff uh, in the intro, like, it sounds super eerie. Like, like it, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Twilight Zone or something. Like, you're... Like the Outer Limits. Yeah, or like stepping into the twilight zone. This is the madhouse. (laughs) That twilight zone. Yeah, poopy. And I mean, what else is there to say besides you get a really good vocal performance from Tillian, and I think that's kind of like the main thing about the song is let's kind of do something a little more stripped down, a little more laid back, and let Tillian's voice just kind of sit there and like 
you know, you're really paying attention to it. Like, it has a bad, I mean, and it still has great guitar. Like, it has a badass riff in the chorus. And then you also get, like, a nice heavy part from John as well. So the elements of a Dance Gavin dance song, like, are there. But it's still very different. What do you guys think? Tell you what I think. All right. I'll let you know. Um, so, I mean, I agree. I think it is really underrated. And, like, I, it was underrated by me before we did this. In fact, like, if y'all asked me what my least favorite song on the album was, I probably just would have been, like, Legend, because I don't really listen to it or care about it at all. Well, that, that's the thing. It's, like, my least no one favorite talks about one, it. too. But it's... I, it's, I don't think it's my least favorite anymore after wow. really diving into it, though, is a thing. You say we on the night? <laughs> well, we, I mean, yeah, was, all right, my second least favorite would have been Legend before we started doing this. And now it's not, I I don't know what my second least favorite is, but this one is not that. Um, I think this song kind of shows the depth of the album. Like we were talking about how we were talking about that on Cuddler, but I think this song, like it's a pretty, like people don't talk about it a lot. It's pretty forgettable, forgettable. And yet this is, I think this is a really good song actually. Um, it's a beautiful song. Though. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I would always hear about the song. Would These... you say it's like the ballad of the album? Huh? Mm, I guess. I mean, the comparison that I kind of had, which is kind of weird, is that like the when the verse kind of the there's a part of the verse and it kind of it's kind of slower and it kind of reminds me of like it kind of reminds me of Care, honestly. Like one of the verses are like okay, way yeah. care. Like it always, I always, I'm always expecting it to jump into care, which like always throws me off. Yeah, so I guess I that would be my comparison. About that, to me, it almost reminds me of um, exposed and not. Yeah, like they sound similar, too. but like here's your slow song for the album, something that you may not be kind of used exactly. to. Exactly. Like, you know, it kind of stands on its own and it creates almost like a shift from the album. And then I think this is like probably one of the first like slow songs for Tillian that they had like that because now they have you know care or care is kind of slow or like you know what I mean like there's in later albums they kind of elaborate more on this with like a like um Cal like Basie. into the sunset is pretty exactly like, yeah that's right now wow yeah definitely play about play around with that more stripped down sound which yeah, I mean, yeah. and then also like. The, I also like I mean I, I shit on the lyrics to this album a lot I think this song actually has like really good lyrics like this is probably my favorite lyrics on the album I think I enjoyed them too yeah yeah I enjoy Especially, a lot of lyrics on this album but, but uh, yeah like this song for sure has some great lyrics and like one thing in particular that strikes me is that um throughout the album we're talking about like Tillian's ego or at least that's kind of what David frames it when he talks about because he usually talks about the lyrics the most. And in this song, he yeah. says, I'm legend all because of you. Like, he's kind of, like, shift. he's, like, shifting, like, the reason why he's so great onto someone else. Which is really interesting, I think. Kind of contrasts with, like, pretty much his feelings for the, on the rest of the album. If anything, yeah. And like, in Mothership, he's, like, I, I don't know. I, he, there was just a line where it's, like, oh, I don't need... I don't need you to like glow up and this and that. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the song or the line. It's, it's yeah, it's failing me right now, but 
definitely on Mothership. I don't know if y'all remember, but yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess yeah. Chocolate Jap- Jackalope. Sorry, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess the other thing I want to say is like the breakdown is interesting because I thought it was going to be, it feels like it should be heavier, I guess. But it, you kind of end up with like a more more of a funk guitar sound instead of like what you like a you know heavy heavy chugging sound and mm-hmm. i think the song and the song also ends with like everyone just coming together at the end so really nice outro that's all i got to say on it ryan well what can i say that hasn't already been said but i will say that it definitely has like the haunting allure to it. Like it's for me, I probably like, I'm trying to think of any other song on the album that could be gentler and less ballad like than this song on the album. And I think this would probably be the most delicate song on the album. It's got a like that allure to it. It's um probably not my favorite, but it definitely sticks out of the crowd it's definitely its own identity and i feel like mentioning like with uh how it reminds us of care and stuff like that like it almost has like like man of the year vibes to me for some reason just like that sad somberness Mm -hmm. that comes from it i get that you know what i mean Tim allen didn't but uh i feel like there's there's like a there's like a lot of lost and wanting in this in this song like you know there's always something more but not lost like the last song of the album though no not, not that, like that lost no not that lost that one's more like a beat and j- jovial you know I'm lost <laughs> Chester oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Chester Cheeto <laughs> uh, I know I'm about to break. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, yeah. man. Chester's voice was a little more like nasally, like well, at least in that in Hybrid Theory. Like I'm about to, I can't do it. I'm about to break. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah. I know. I, God damn, we're back at Lincoln Park, but since we're here, like okay. All right, top three like, songs <laughs> off of Hybrid Theory. Go. Top three songs off of Hybrid Theory. Oh my oh, god. That's, that's a tough one. <laughs> in the middle of Lot or Legend. Paper Cut would be on there. Dude, there's so many good songs on like that in Meteora. I mean, according to Anthony Fantano, this band sounds exactly like Lincoln Park. So. Oh, one step closer, I mean, definitely, in the end. Oh, and... man, none of those would be on my top three, but keep going. <laughs> yeah. May push me away. I don't know. Ooh, Ooh, good good. I would I would go with paper cut, a place for my head. Bet. And maybe by myself, dude. Cause that yeah, that's a good one. That oh shit, that chorus goes hard. Dude, no, I jammed the fuck out of that sophomore year, dude. That was my anthem, to be honest. <laughs> like, but talk talk about a great opener for an album, fucking paper cut with that guitar riff. Ooh. In the I don't know synth or what? What are you calling that? Yeah. But that's hard, dude. That that's really hard. But yeah, for me personally, like some of my favorites gotta be like 
by myself, a place for my head, and Forgotten, dude. Like, Forgotten's great. I love the Forgotten remix on the reanimation album. Yeah, dude, yeah. I jam- jammed that with a friend just yesterday. And they, even they were like, what the fuck? This is dope, okay? You know? Yeah. Dude, Points of Authority is such a great song. Oh, shit. Crawling. It's all right. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I was like, I'm like, I think I like Crawling was definitely Crawling. He had a cool music video. Honestly, no, I'll say it was a good song. It was a good song. Crawling was a good song. Just, I don't know about top three though. Top three? No, I, was, I didn't nah, say it was top, top three. three. I just said it's a good song. I'm gonna listen to this whole album after. Yeah, well, we're gonna talk about this song. We're gonna talk about this album right when this is all over. Oh, but but when I when I was in Tokyo, me and my buddy um, that I work with, we went and did karaoke and we did like every song off of Hybrid Theory. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was just, like a rite of passage. This is how you became men. <laughs> yeah, people saying, like, like people were concerned because we did like the screaming part and like they would like <laughs> you're in like a booth, you know, kind of by yourself and. Every now and then, somebody would walk in and kind of look through the door because it's made out of glass. And we're just getting it, man. Just kind of going at it, being angsty. Uh, hardcore Linkin Park porn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I just want to. Yeah. But no, like a place for my head and forgotten. Like those are like that's like just like my favorite. Like one of my favorite slews of the album. Like, like they're like the heaviest sections and. That is like how Forgotten starts immediately after, and it's you know it's heavy as fuck from the beginning. This is great, dude. Somebody should listen to Instant Gratification and Hybrid Theory at the same time. Just I like mean, track for track. Hmm. It won't be I that like, different. I mean, it's the same album, obviously. That's why we keep going back and forth because they're the same album. <laughs> <laughs> Seamlessly. I mean, that like lead. Um, during the chorus of Awkward, play that, like, listen to that and the lead to Paper Cut at the same time. I wonder, wonder I'm going to see how, I'm trying to see if it says how long. All right, 37 minutes, 52 seconds for Hybrid Theory. Really? Just listen to that constantly, like, while listening to Instant Gratification. And then 42 <laughs> minutes, 54 seconds. Hmm. Awesome. Close. You're going to listen to Lost quite long alone, enough. though. <laughs> yeah. Almost. No, you no, you know what? You listen to Lost and My December, like the the Hybrid Theory B side. Oh yeah, yeah. same time. All I right, like all right. Most identical. <laughs> <laughs> God. Wait, oh, which... does anybody have anything to add to what we we're talking about, Legend? I uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I haven't went yet, but yeah, Legend. Yeah, I, I definitely get that ominous vibe. Uh, Will will actually like on CNVAR, There's a song where like there's this lead guitar thing, and it's like, oh, that reminds me of Legend. And I'm like, oh, that's definitely Will's part, because I, I don't know, like it's the effect or the way they pick it. I don't know, but it sounds eerily similar to how uh, Legend starts, you know. But um, anyway, but no, yeah, uh, really cool, pretty, but like dark. Oh. Not dark, but it's just a really interesting intro. Uh, but yeah, I, I, just, I like how Tillian just sounds like he's almost singing to a fan, or not, I don't know, maybe not to a fan, but I don't know, just the whole nature of the lyrics and 
yeah, like we said, how stripped back and it seems to be. I don't know. Like it's almost like he's just singing in a room towards like just like the fans and all that. Like you know, sing it from the heart, play their favorite songs. Like he's talking about fans and you know, kind of like the career of a musician. It's a nice layback song. Um, I would like to decipher the chorus. Like what? What is he? What are you saying there, Tillian? What was the? He's the decider, bro. He decides shit. He decides what animal. And all the reasons. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's that's telling, like I'm decided. He's just he's telling us like how hard it is to pick a set list for a dance Gavin dance show, dude. Like, yeah. but but he gets joy out of it because it's not <laughs> complex. He's saying I am legend because of you because <laughs> you guys can't decide on what songs you want to listen to live. You're gonna you're gonna have to listen to Chucky and We on the Night for the rest of your lives. <laughs> Cocaine cringemas. Uh, Cringe fest. Started change.org to get those songs out of the set list for like two years. There was like a tweet today, and it was like Americans don't have any idea how petitions work. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a, it's a nice song overall. But like, yeah, this definitely has like ranked as like one of my least favorite songs. And like whenever it comes on, like if it's on, like my playlist is on shuffle, it's unless I'm in the mood for it, it usually gets skipped. Like honestly, but it shouldn't. It's like that's the problem with this song. It's like everyone skips it, everyone forgets about it. It's it's a great song, and if you're like if you're vibing to DGD, you're you're vibing to some heavy groovy ass shit, and then Legend comes out of nowhere and just I don't know. Yeah, it's not like it doesn't necessarily fit, but it like is a good song though. It's a thing. It's just yeah. yeah, it's a great song, but underappreciated. Yeah, and it's not the worst song on this album. Not <laughs> even the second worst song on this album. Really? What is what is then? What? Yeah. Um. Let me see. Maybe we own the night, and <laughs> I can't. I can't put. We on the night and uh, well, neck the and death of strawberry. <laughs> death of strawberry. Uh, I feel like but I feel like after, we on the night is the worst song. Is just kind of like the hipster answer though, <laughs> just because it's distinctly. Uh, it, I hate it from the start. I'm gonna reiterate what I said last time, and you guys <laughs> I hated it for anybody else it incorrectly. Like, and the only reason I say that is because the chorus is so much more than Tillian singing "We Own the Night." You get fucking John Mess like saying some cool ass shit like what is it my, like your plaque on my wall something about a boat and a paddle <laughs> like it hit me in the feels when he found shit you know stuff that you take you, you write in your high school yearbook flick like flick in the back of your finger or ear with your yeah with my finger like come on. Yeah, it just flows really well too. Yeah. Yeah, it flows so well. Um, like I, I love that song for those reasons. I think, yeah, like I could do without Tillian's like beginning part and like him singing in the chorus, but then he gets into a groove like in that second verse and and bridge section. Like, can't deny that. We on the night has some great ass moments, but yeah. 
don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. So Death yeah. of a Strawberry and We Own the Night are your least favorite songs. Not worst, right? Because they're not... Like, they're not... The worst? They're, they're the worst songs? Favorite songs. Or least, fav- least favorite or the worst? What do you mean by that? Like, I don't know... Like you, I think that do I appreciate them musically? Yeah, like you, you can still find good. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I said on there's a part of, like the ending, like the outro and bridge of We on the Night were, was good, and I don't know. I mean, Death of the Strawberry, I feel like because I think I've I've come to like it more recently when listening when I'm preparing for this for these episodes, so. And then I guess the other one, which I do like the song Lost a lot, but like has one like verse or whatever that just sucks on it. <laughs> Wait, what but sucks about it? Lost. There's like one verse or I don't remember if it was a verse or a bridge you, or something. Like when he when he says, I think you the homophobic, the homophobic sociopath part. That's oh, like, okay. and that's what you don't care for. But like, I do like the song Lost overall as a whole, but. I guess there's other stuff too, but like it to me, Lost is a great song. But much much like um, Legend, when I'm listening to Dance Gavin Dance, it's not necessarily the vibe that I'm looking for, so I might skip it. Well, I mean, what? Yes, okay. I I kind of agree with that in some ways, but I do kind of like I like the displacement on the album, even though like, you don't well, like Lost it. Lost is great. I don't like I would put I would put Lost maybe somewhere in the middle of the album just to kind of create some or like break up the spawn name or like thing. put lost on like artificial selection or something interesting, interesting. yeah it, it almost like it's a great song but it almost doesn't belong on Does, yeah it doesn't fit well like it's kind of like a cool that's why it's kind of a cool indie i think in my well, i guess i guess that's the the thing. i guess that's the thing because like you have like your really like poppy and groovy songs but then you also have like your heavy like variation and and shark dad and lost and legend are somewhere in the middle of all that like yeah just kind of different vibes like i don't know why but for the longest time i thought like variation was the last song of this album but like i knew lost was on it but i just like hadn't listened to it all the way through yeah because variation is like coming out yeah like full speed I mean, Lost is kind of is really punchy, also, but right, Lost yeah. Is really punchy, what do you mean? Like, variation is like it has. I think feels really conclusive for the album. I, I would whole. almost flip those around. Then I would put Lost. Yeah, for I mean that's how I imagined the album. I think for the longest time, because I just didn't listen to it all the way. It's like Variation's the last song on the album. Great closer, and then. Yeah, like, it, yeah. I, I think I think in my uh, track listing, I would put Variation as a second to last song still. And ended on on the run because of the outro. Yeah, on the run has a great outro. Yeah, it's almost it's, it's almost like good like purple rain out like it's purple rain like outro I guess, mm. but not quite as much. I couldn't agree with that, but. It, but I don't know. I I couldn't even like compare it to like legend. Like oh, it's like. Not the no, because like for Lost, man, it, yeah, it's got that punchy opening. Is Legend? It's like oh, you know, this is gonna be more calm, maybe more somber. But like, you know, Lost, it's firing off, at, you know, at the start, and you know, it's it's got like a different vibe, but you know, it's it's still like heavy post-hardcore stuff going on, you know. Yeah. 
And I mean, I, I do like I, I've said before, like I like Lost is the closer. Like, I think it works fine the way it does. I mean, there's other songs I think would work fine, too. But Lost is uh, totally cool with Lost. And the show Lost is great, too. <laughs> oh, gosh, I was yeah, I was actually curious. Like, so you said, oh, you know, uh, Lost or wait, was it Lost? No, I think you said Legend should be on Artificial Selection. No, I said Lost should be on Artificial Selection. Lost. Okay. Well, what song would Lost. you take? Legend, Legend, Lost, Lost, Legend, Legend, you, Lost, Lost. You, you can't. Yeah. You have to. I did trade them. Cash. Well, okay. Well, what song would you replace? You know, from Artificial Selection onto IG then? I don't know. I think I just put Lost on Artificial Selection. <laughs> yeah, it's like like reversely. Like, what would you put? You know. I don't think I would put anything from artificial selection on instant gratification. Mm. Like I, I don't know. I mean, can I felt that? I don't think any of it really. I don't think any of them really fit. But that's why I think that's artificial selection is so unique. You could put flash in in IG. Yeah, yeah. maybe put flash in. That's what I'm thinking. Flash, right. maybe your Freaky Friday choice. Well, maybe slouch, slouch or something like slouch that. Slouch probably would work. But like I do think like slouch. a lot of the. I think Slouch should work. Talking about Slouch? Maybe. <laughs> oh, and I really like those tracks. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, oh, no. like like we say, for Artificial Selection, such a unique album that I think it's almost like isolated from everything else. And so, like, you can put something on Artificial Selection, but it's kind of hard to put something from artificial, artificial Selection on something else. That is an interesting question to ponder, though. Yeah, it is kind of hard. I don't blame you. Wait, we uh. That was it. Are we don't like recent listens. Yeah. Is there anything y'all want to talk about that came out? Because I only listened to one thing that came out recently. I know there's uh, a new uh, Slaves album, right? Oh, that's the thing. The new redacted album. New, re- but I don't think they're redacted anymore. <laughs> I think they just like said. I think they just said whatever and just decided to become just be slaves. Well, no, I think this is the last slaves album. Oh, okay. Yeah, is what this they is said. Song to say goodbye. Is I haven't listened to the album, oh, but band? if y'all want to be honest, ha- talk about it, I haven't listened to like any slave song except like a video of them with Johnny Craig and like Johnny Craig like points at his veins like I used to do heroin and <laughs> and then like I, yeah. I don't know. Just from like that song, I'm like, ah, I don't need to listen to this band. It's not really. I, well, it's like they're slaves because they they were slaves to addic- slaves to addiction. Yeah, yeah, to addiction but, or like uh, the music industry. No, I, I know that. Like that's kind of where he was going. But I'm just like, uh, it's still slave to addiction. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm like, no, he's Johnny, Johnny Craig stands out as a singer in a post-hardcore band. If you're gonna do kind of like alternative rock or yeah even his r&b stuff he just sounds so meh well i don't i think there's more to it than that though i think like he if he was like started out in a boy band or something i think he would have first off made his voice he would have actually improved his voice and then second off he would have actually had a following and like the resources to actually you know make a good r&b record versus what he's doing now it would be cool to get him and um Tyler Carter, like in in like kind of yeah. like, like a do R and B duo type of thing. They he would blow up like that, honestly. Yeah. But I I mean the 
Tyler Carter was one of the people I listened to this week a lot, and I like. Me too. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, um, like I don't think. I don't know. Tyler Carter is like really that R and B though. I mean, like I think he'd be a good like pop like artist. Well, but yeah, yeah. He's gonna. He's got like the pop, um, a little hint of like R and B kind of soulful vibe to him. Like, I'm trying to think of a, a great. Like, I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying because like when I think of songs like, uh, is it Mad at Myself? Like he does pop really well, but. He kind of has like a little R and B cadence for sure. He does, yeah. He has the cadence, but he does. I don't know if he has the exact voice though. Yeah, I don't know who's more technical. Uh, is it? Well, definitely Tyler Carter, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, but that, Johnny's just thing, naturally. That's the thing about yeah. about um about Johnny Craig, like he has a natural ability, but. You still got to work on your technical well, ability. That I wouldn't like, necessarily even say natural. Like he was just raised because, like, he was like in choir and like he was raised on soul and R and B and stuff. And so, like, it's just I don't think he ever got the professional, like, the real professionals training yeah. later on. He's all raw well, power, dude. Like he yeah, just has exactly. like a natural gift that was taken to a certain well, point, but he yeah. plateaued. He reached a ceiling and he never applied himself to get past that because of his issues and his problems that, you know, seem to take over any form of talent he has and stops him from attaining all the levels of success that somebody with his voice should and could have. When's that uh, Johnny Craig Chris Brown song coming out? <laughs> oh, man. Crickets. Let's um, <laughs> see. If I was Johnny Craig, I probably wouldn't want to, you know. A dangerous duo, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to not do, draw that kind of attention to myself. I'm sure Chris Brown would do the same. Like, he's like, oh, I don't know about working with this guy. Uh, Chris, Brown. Chris Brown can survive anything. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess, yeah. I mean... Maybe. I mean, he doesn't have the career he could have had if he didn't do yeah. what he did. But he is still, like, flourishing. Like, he's making, you know, great albums and, and whatnot. And, like, he's out there. He's making money and stuff. So, And it's like, crazy. I feel like the gravity of what he did isn't really felt as much as anymore. Because it was just out there for so long and, like, pop culture and, like, got memed and stuff. But like he'd be fucking Rihanna. That's like, like that's how did holy you fuck. Career? Yeah, it's yeah, like he that guy like, should be like drawn and quartered for doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, we've kind of talked about it in like our chat, but like, like rap and hip hop don't really have. Yeah, you no, know, they don't the really take me, dude. But. And I don't know if that's just mainly because, like, we're just used to, like, the lyrical content of, like, I mean, when you think about 90s rap, like, you know, some of the stuff that they would say was, like, oh, my God, like, you couldn't get away with saying that today. Yeah, two- Ben Shapiro would be all over your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, but anyways, uh, are we doing recent listens or are we still talking about? Is there any other? Is there any? There's like a bunch of new stuff came out. I only listened to one new thing this weekend, but um, I mean, there was a new Fall of Tro- the new old Fall of Troy. Yeah, if you want to talk about <laughs> new that, songs, bunch I of haven't even got around, around listening to the singles yet. So, you fool! I know. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> like the the knife fight at the Mormon chor- church and uh, counting sheep, like those songs really stood out to me. What about you guys? I mean, Nike. Uh, was that chain wallet? Nike shoes? Like that's yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's like my favorite off the whole album. Um, like that. that was yeah. old school. I remember like yeah. hearing that back in the day. Yeah, like I, I definitely like I was like, man, like I thought the quality of like these recordings was a little rough. But then I listened to the old Thirty Year War like recordings. I was like, okay, yeah, these are definitely a lot better. But the album was yeah, really like fun, frenetic, very all over the place, and it's like it's totally like a return to form for Fall of Troy. They have a song called like. Borigami or Borboigami, some shit like that, which yeah. is basically me. <laughs> Butterflies you in your stomach. I, I, I shared it on my Instagram. It's like Borbigami or some shit oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's I don't like it because I, I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Paul Troy liked it. They even commented. That's how much they liked it. Oh, shit. What they do like you it say? so much yeah, they, they should yeah. come on the podcast. I wish. <laughs> he, he responded to that, but he like totally no sold the fact that I like wrote an article about him. I could uh, talk talk to Thomas about see if he remembers this one time that he was at a random local show at a skating rink in San Jose, and a certain Sacramento band was there. It wasn't Dance Gavin Dance, but. A certain guitar player from another Sacramento band was there with the other band, and a fight broke out, and somebody pulled out a gun. It Man. was pretty crazy. Was this the Sunset Strip? No. <laughs> <laughs> Load, click, shoot. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I remember like wa- uh, like walking into the show and. You know, I'm like, oh, there's that band from Sacramento, and oh, there's that guy that's also in another band from Sacramento, and they're just kind of sitting, like, sitting at the merch table or whatever, and like, I'm meeting uh, up with my friends who are also playing that show. Uh, they're in a band called Picture Atlantic, and like, everybody's just kind of talking to Thomas, like, you know. And then out of nowhere, somebody runs up to me and is like, hey, do you have the tire iron in your car? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Can I have it? And I was like, sure. And then, like, we walk out, and there's, like, a huge fight breaking out. And, yeah, somebody pulled out a gun, and everybody kind of... Someone pulled out a tire iron. Huh? Someone pulled out a tire iron, apparently. Yeah, well, no, but, like, I was on my way to get the tire iron, and there was already a gun, so, yeah can't bring a tire iron to a gunfight exactly 
But anyways, that was an unforgettable it was night. It's um, definitely more violent than my Thomas Eric story. <laughs> I mean, I think I just saw him when he was in Chiodos. No, jealous of that. Story. That's all my story is. Yeah, um, I believe the soft wall of Troy opened for uh, Deftones and Duran Gray also. That was pretty cool. Oh, dude, you saw Duran Gray? That's sick. Yeah, except... A lot of the fans, Deftone fans, did not fuck with Fall of Troy. They were, really? like, almost, like, booing or, like, people were saying, like, man, when are these guys going to finish? And I'm like, dude, Sometimes do you guys not know greatness? It tends to happen at those music festivals and stuff. You get all these different opinions and such. Yeah, it wasn't even a music festival. It was, like, oh, a yeah. If we were in the same room, we'd shoot each other, right? <laughs> Just hand me the gun. Uh, yeah. Hand me the tire iron. Yeah. Weapon um, of choice. Did anyone listen to the new, like, Moss the Flames? Nope. Nope. No. I don't even uh, know they had to. I listened to it. It's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I remember I heard like a few tracks from years ago. What? I thought they were cool. I mean, it's good. I just think Chris Rutter with Amorosa was probably the best he's ever done. And but you so, know, it's nice. Like Moss Flames still get. He was is great. Chris Rutter, the guy before Johnny, or yeah, he, he was the guy was before the, Johnny. Was that uh, Casablanca and was like, it Utah? like under heavier Utah? Stuff? Yeah. I am ocean. He is waves, or he is waves. I am ocean. Maybe. Tax for snacks. I like the band he was in after, like after he left Emerosa, he was in this band called A Graceful, which was pretty cool. He was still oh, kind of really? into the metalcore thing going, but he was in that. I thought I thought that was a different dude. Which dude? Um. Shit, now I can't remember. I mean, they always have different vocalists, so. Ugh, I can't even remember the band that I'm thinking of. Oh, wait, yeah. What band was the singer of Broadway after Broadway disbanded? I didn't I didn't know. I think his name's Misha or something. I didn't even know that dude did something else. Yeah, and I thought that was a Graceful, but I guess. I'm no, right. Graceful is like early 2010s. Broadway broke up in like 2012, 13, I think. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other band he was on. I don't know. Hard to say. But um, are we doing recent listens? Yeah. I think I got I got some songs. I actually wrote them down this time. That way I could be able to get in and out. Well, you know, you you don't you don't write down the your artist. Yeah, I, that's what I just literally just said. But you didn't do it before this episode. I that literally what I just said that I did. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, like you, you never done, you've never written them down on other episodes before. I, I've literally done that like the last three, four episodes just to make sure I got them down. Yeah, just the last three or four. Man, yeah, right? Keep in here. Like, how how have you been doing this? <laughs> we're only on like you, the fifteenth episode. The first twelve episodes, you were just naming them off the top of your head. Well. That that doesn't surprise. I remember what me. I did. That's true. Did <laughs> Warp Tour circa 2006. I'm just yeah. messing with you, Ryan. What you got? 
I don't know. I, I, I seem to have misplaced my list. All right. Well, well. Okay. Besides the new Fall of Troy, obviously, listen to that new Coletta. It's definitely a banger, and they got they go into like rapping. Like, what do you guys think of the new Coletta song? I dug the new Coletta. I enjoyed the little yeah, I liked rap it. part. I like how I listened to the whole thing. I just listened to the little promo thing they had. But I'll, I'll uh, get on. You gotta listen to the whole thing. I'm stoked for, for idealism. Yo, I was out of the loop. I didn't know there was new Coletta. Yeah, but they've been promoting it. When they came on the episode, they talked about it, I'm sure. Goodness. I, I feel bad if they did. But I, I'm going to check that out right after. Jeez. Yeah. Also, check out the new uh, the new Good Tiger, man. Shoot, I saw them live. Yeah, I'll give them a shot, too. They put out a new some new stuff and it's it's great. A whole ass album. I've also been listening to like the new Stand Atlantic. Have you guys heard of them? They're like a band on uh, um, Hopeless Records. Yeah, I they were, they were on my list of bands that I was going to say, but then some assholes just kind of talked all over it. <laughs> Sorry, uh. but you can still talk about it. It's so great, like. I mean, yeah, but the the newest single that they're pushing is Blurry, and it's really good. Like, I don't know, they're super catchy. They have, like, a pop-punk vibe, but it's not, like, your typical pop-punk. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the, a, a female vocalist, and she's great. And It's kind of like that old-school, like, scene pop-punk stuff, because they got a song called Jurassic Park where they're all singing about RAR and dinosaurs and stuff. So it's like... I think I saw <laughs> them at... I've, Work tour like the last work tour, and I was like, "Yeah, they're all right." I'm pretty new. I'm pretty new to them, but I I dig them. Like what I've heard so far. I'll, um, I'll have to recheck them out. Yeah. Other than that, I listened to like that new Joji and Diplo song, "Daylight." It was pretty cool. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Anderson Pack came out with a song called "Lockdown," and it's kind of, I don't know talking about the pandemic and the riots and it features j-rock and yeah from a black hippie so that's cool and other than that we're kind of talking about tyler carter um so i started watching this uh anime called god of high school oh yeah that's his uh his anime right yeah well he just sings it like one like one of the opening songs and i remember um people posting about it but i didn't make the connection that it was uh this new anime called god of high school until i watched it and i'm like dude that's tyler carter (laughs) (laughs) and i was watching it with my homie out here and i'm like bro you gotta check out um like the like this guy that's singing you gotta check out their band called issues and i played him drink about it and he's like oh shit this is dope um so yeah and then other than that the only other thing i listened to was um i don't know how to pronounce her name but i think it's beba doobie she's kind of like this solo Do-wop. artist no not even do i'm just she's kidding. kind of like the solo so, solo artist and she does kind of like i guess you could say bedroom pop or kind of like a grungy vibe and she has this new song called Sorry, and it has kind of like this, yeah, like, almost like 90s bedroom pop means meets, like, lo-fi grunge type of deal. Um, 
But it, yeah, it's a sick song. And that was it. That's all I listened to. I mean, other to add on, you named a couple like the Coletta and the Stanilatic I also listened to. But uh, this week I checked out Abstract Void, which is like real dark shoegaze, like black metal synthwave, which sounds crazy on paper, which but it comes out like really well. I really yeah. Enjoyed. Well, like black gaze is like a is already a genre, and that make that's like mixing like black metal and shoegaze, like bands like death heaven you know mm-hmm. um but yeah now adding synth wave to that that's just pretty pretty crazy sol- it's a solid of fun what was their but, name again abstract void something dark void abstract, abstract. Void. <laughs> but um other than that buried alive came out with a new song called bombegranite which is like the closest they'll ever get to like an acoustic song. It's definitely different. I wouldn't say like go into it with an open mind. If you're usually expecting like gnarly riffs from buried alive, it's different. I'll definitely give them that. Um, I was, I checked out this other band that was kind of like, uh, in the swan core umbrella, they're a little, uh, bass driven, but, um, it's called a uh, mannequin mishap. Oh yeah. They're great. We've had them on the, on the playlist before but yeah they're sick who said them was it you yeah how dare you how dare you not like make sure that i listen to that what what song was it that you said do you remember oh man it was a couple of episodes ago um man i don't even know um i guess i let me look it up real quick it'd be interesting to know because if if it's the exact same song i'm like wow how did I miss that? I mean, it's been a minute. We always say like 15, 20 bands in here and we all have like a discussion about every single song. Right. But another, I mean, while you looked that up, uh, the last song I had on party my- with the, with my taxidermist, I believe. Oh yeah. The song I had uh, in mind was recover and rewind, which nice. is like the, the base on that song is just so grimy. I love it. But, uh, the other song I had was, uh, I've been checking out, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the like metalcore from like early 2010s, but uh, We Are Defiance. Do you guys ever used to listen to them? Doesn't ring a bell. I mean, right. I've heard of them. I've probably listened to them before, but I don't know. Like they, they're mostly metalcore, but I was actually like, I for some reason like metalcore bands when they make that one soft song that's like in the middle of their album, I somehow always end up finding those songs. And they have this one called Hurricane You, which is just kind of like the closest thing that somebody can get to like play radio play or like postal service while still sounding like a beat and being a metalcore band interesting yeah but i mean other than that that's pretty much it david or wait wait i forgot to add one more thing what eyes without a faith by billy idol no bt bam between the buried and me they released a remix remastered version of their breakout album silent circus so i was listening to that uh, like earlier this week because it's fucking sick like i think the first song i heard by them was mordecai and i was like blown away because they're super heavy they mix a little kind of jazz vibe like right in the middle of the song and then like the singer just starts singing like very beautifully and 
yeah, they're they're fucking dope. And I'm stoked that they remixed and remastered this album. Sounds dope. But anyways, who's going next? Hell yeah, Moses. Appreciate that. Yeah, man, I think I'll go next. Um, So, yeah, I wrote down some stuff for once this time. Uh, I have uh, the song Shine by the artist Buddy. Like, this is... Dude, Buddy's dope. He's on... uh, He's on shit. What's that? What's that record label that Kendrick Lamar's in? Uh, I, f- I forget, but he's on that record label with Schoolboy Q and and all them. Interesting. Yeah, no, I I just found this song and I was like, okay, this is really cool. I, you know, I vibe with it. So I mean, you know, definitely should I look into this artist more? Yeah. Oh, uh, check out his album called Harlan and Alondra. It's fucking dope. Harlan and okay, all Harlan right. and Alondra. It was his first album. Came out in 2018. Shoot, noted. Appreciate that, Moses. Yeah, no, I, was, I really appreciate the song. You know, nice vibey stuff going on. Uh, appreciate it. And then, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we brought up Lincoln Park a lot because, you know, oh jeez, excuse that if y'all heard that. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I played a place from my head by Lincoln Park. You know, yes, uh, I was doing some yard work. Yeah, yeah, me and my friend were doing some pretty rough shit. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's put on some just some angsty shit." Anything? Does anyone else have anything else to say about Lincoln Park before we move on? Like, do yeah. we talk about for twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, "Hit the Floor" was like their best song that wasn't on Hybrid Theory. "Hit the Floor" goes hey. fucking. I actually really like that one too, but honestly, I feel like nobody's listening. Nobody's reading. listening. I was gonna say that. Oh, that was a good one. Listening. Yeah. Which one has a Which one has a flute? It's nobody's listening, right? I thought that was yeah the one you named earlier. Um, hit the floor. No, hit no, the floor. Hit the floor. No, no, there was another one. Nobody's oh no, paper cut. I don't think it's paper cut. Wait. We talked about paper cut. We talked about um. My little place for my head. Is that a Flute? No, no, all right. I don't know. I don't, I don't think any song off of Hybrid Theory has flute in it, right? I one of them. Maybe it's Meteora. I don't know. I yeah, it's so. Meteora, and it, unlike and it's y'all, up. I don't listen to Linkin Park every hour of the day. Dude, neither <laughs> do I. I like hardly listen to them, but yeah, it's just well, so fun. Nobody's too. listening. Had had the flute. I it believe does. it's a really dope track. I, I honestly, actually, are. Early, all this week, I've kind of been listening to like more of the underrated Linkin Park tracks, like like even in their later albums with like when they're like more techno and like like even then like there's some really yeah. good, like rap you know hip hop stuff you know they're still bringing I thought their later like, albums were still good even though they sometimes get hate but yeah no I I, I still feel there's some good that. stuff there it was just people being lame honestly they're still they were still good. No, I mean, I haven't maybe they're up, past their prime, but like you know, they're they were I, what they were. I don't really like fuck with anything past Meteora, I guess, but I'm sure like it was all good though. Like Minutes yeah, Midnight was yeah. good. Thousand Suns, I thought had good stuff on it, and then I don't know if they, Living, I don't know about what lose on Living things or like anything after a Thousand Suns, but jeez, yeah, you're gonna make it hard to pick like. An underrated Lincoln Park track to put in the playlist now, because like, 
because we know all of them. Well, y'all do. No, shoot. Nah, there's definitely a few. They're like, oh, that's a track. All right. Fingers into my eyes. Let me see. But yeah, we had that, and then of course, you know, new follow Troy. That was pretty. You know, honestly, I'm gonna need more time to sit with it. Like, like you know, of course, I'm excited to get more follow Troy and. uh, I can't remember. You, I think Moses, you, you listed one of the newer tracks, or it was maybe it was Ryan. Uh, uh, but, yeah, yeah, I named a couple. It was. Uh, um, can't remember which one. <laughs> the last four tracks on the album are new songs. Everything else. Yeah. One thing uh, about the Mormon Church, like getting stabbed at a Mormon church or something. <laughs> let me uh, let me look at the thing. Uh, it's a uh, it's uh, Counting Sheep. Oh yeah, Counting Sheep is great. Yeah, I really like the guitar there. But I, I, I'm going to need more time to sit with it, honestly. Take all the time you need to sit with it. We'll still yeah. be here. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a Lincoln Park break. <laughs> 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 Never. But, yeah, it's going to need more time to sit. But, like, I, you know, I, I was a little disappointed. Like, oh, it's like, oh. Like, they made it sound better with the description they had for it like when i posted on instagram but it's like oh it's like there's only 10 songs and like six of them are like old you know so i was like you know a little disappointed by that so it's like there's only four new tracks you know that whole thing i don't know you know of the new tracks are really cool so it's like i'm just gonna have fun you know diving in and learning this these new songs you know you heard it here, folks. You can hear the disappointment in David's voice. I'm I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry, Fall Detroit. Right yeah, exactly. It's like they released an old album yeah. and a new an EP. You know, new songs and to get the old songs and cheer yeah, up. Yeah, this is cleaned up. You'll be okay. Yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. This new this wasn't 101. I I can't do this anymore. Sounds like we need a lot of time to sit. But no, anyway, I'm okay. I got over it. Um, so <laughs> besides that, uh, you know, of course, was looking into uh, Wolf and Bear. Um, you know, we, you know, the podcast even talked about them earlier this week. Um, I can't say it, but Tanair Acacia. Oh yeah, I know what song you're talking about. Now. Talking about yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, super heavy. Yeah, I, I think it was the track that I said had like really strong secret band vibes in it here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, and of course, it's you know, you already got Tim in there. You got, you know, it's already trying to pull off the DGD sound. So like it going to like secret band realms, it, like it made sense and it was really cool to see. So yeah, check out that track for some heavy stuff. Um, and so in Swan posting, there was a person that said, like, okay, so are we just going to admit that Closure in Moscow like had a better D- better album than DGD ever had? And I was like, dang, you know, y'all, they're, you know, they're literally scramstanding that, yeah, so basically Closure in Moscow is, like, better than anything DGD's released. And I was like, dang, that's, that's pretty strong you know, words. DGD has almost said the same thing, too, kind of. Like, they said that, like, really? they, I saw an interview with them, and they said that they were like blown away by by closure in moscow because they were opening for them and they were like wish that they could have played better because of how good closure in moscow played oh hey yeah oh yeah hello great band but i don't know if i would agree with that sentence. yeah I don't, I don't know if they're 
I don't know if I'd say I like their music more, but you heard it here, I, folks. They they have they get a lot of respect. From We're becoming DVD. the Closure in Moscow podcast. This is the new <laughs> the, the, the better band Closure yeah. Team podcast. Yeah, see, because of that really post, like I, I went and listened to all of like First Temple. You know, just like I was like, well, shoot, let me see for myself. You know, and it's like you know, it's you know, a lot of good stuff. Like the instrumentals alone are pretty bomb. But it's like, eh, I don't know. I feel like they were just grandstanding a bit too much. Like, like because they were literally like, yeah, like if this was a DGD album, it would be like the best DGD album. Like, so they're they're dead ass grandstanding them, and I was like, eh. Nah, there's definitely some DGD albums. You know that to That's okay. Lawrence Society is all about grandstanding anyway, so it's cool. He's probably getting his clout from it. Honestly, can be annoying sometimes. Good, at least, at least he's using a good band to, to say such a thing with. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, check that first Temple, cool album. And I actually, like, I discovered that band with their sequel album, Pink Lemonade. And I just, you know, I haven't even checked that out in a minute, but like, I even, I, I would say like that was some tasty shit. Tasted like some good old pink lemonade. Check out that album for sure. It's got a lot of 70s influences and like arena rock influences on it. It's really good. I really enjoy that album. So who, sure. who is the better band? Dance Gavin Dance or uh, <laughs> Linkin Park? Oh. Or Closure <laughs> Moscow. Yeah. yeah. Let us know what you think. Obviously, uh, the answer to this question is Puddle of Mud. Oh my god. You know, last week I already tweeted out uh, Michael Jackson or Prince on our account, so... Uh, <laughs> we're, just we gonna, we're just gonna make everyone mad at everyone, I guess, all the time. We'll be cancelled here any day now. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty Puddle much... Of mud. Pretty I, much wrap, wrap I didn't even get to say anything, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so can we get like a petition for puddle of mud to do we on the night oh god <laughs> wow <laughs> i think it really hit that high note or is, is that just for me is that like then are, are you trying everyone, to make a song yeah. just to piss me off for everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh god Would you um, such a thing? <laughs> yeah I th- okay yeah hold up i have one more song um wait i think jesus um but yes so nerd okay we have the song lemon by nerd featuring rihanna classic uh, n-e-r-d but yes n-e-r-d yeah and yo oh i'm sorry but yeah uh, yeah no i just had a playlist going on it was like a motivation playlist you know just for working out and you know outdoor stuff like and i don't know this song was like pretty banging like had you know you know the beat and instrumentals alone uh, just a cool rap song to get hyped to. Listen uh, to all their old stuff. Their old stuff's great. Like, uh, yeah. what was the first album? Um, it's like yeah, the guy know. playing like yeah. Nintendo playing on the Dreamcast front. Dreamcast or something. Yeah. Uh, I have it on vinyl. What can I remember? But, yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, it, it has, has lap dance and lap dance. Uh, in search uh, of know. that's what it's yeah, called. in search of yeah. Oh, Check so that yeah, one I, out. I guess you are familiar with the man, huh? You can't yeah, uh, I'm a rock star. Right. And it has a Pharrell in it. Yep. Virginia Beach's nerd. <laughs> Shoot, all right. I'll have to check out these new artists, though. Yeah, I, I like them. So, I mean, 
you'll have to point me to the good stuff. Um, yeah, In Search Of is a great album. Definitely check that out. Jeez, and I messed up my list. I, I forgot this one. So basically, yeah, I was talking about Fall of Troy, and I forgot to mention, like, I went to their other album, The Unlikely Event, and I, I just got to shout out the song Empty the Clipped, The King Has Been Slaying. I think that's a really cool underrated track from them, honestly. I don't know if you have any opinions on that. But yeah, if not, that should be my piece for music. I think, yeah. All right. I'll go. So I went to Louisiana this weekend, so I only listened to Zydeco. Just playing. Um, I uh, start off the week listening to Jimmy Eat World because we were talking about, I guess, the week before I had Van Wild, the Van Wilder soundtrack in my recent listens, and I was like, there I went on the Jimmy Eat World because we were talking about them. And then um, I listened to Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who I think mainly just... I, do they only just do... Um, soundtracks now i don't even know uh, well it's great stuff but i mean it's definitely really chill stuff but they also anything the network, they? they did the social network they did i think they do a lot of like david fincher movies or they i don't know what fincher or fincher whichever one it is but um also any cover they do with karen o is great um listen to nero for some nostalgia um Nero's great. Nero is great. But I don't know, have they even done anything recently? I only listen I listened to like that whatever that first album that came out Re- was. Is it called Reality? Yeah, I think so. Real dude, it was so dope. Um Crush and Reaching Out. Uh, yeah. Must be the feeling. Oh, that song was so good. And then like they had all the like all the remixes for it. I think they put out like an arena rock album after that, but I didn't check it out. They had an arena rock album? Yeah, it was like more arena rock vibes. I remember them. Interesting. Yeah. So, so arena rock. Oh, Between Two Worlds? That I mean, yeah, Walking to Reality was the one that I listened to, but yeah, yeah I did not did not know that. As we spoke talked about earlier, I listened to Issues um Tyler Carvan and then uh I watched the movie Heavy Metal this weekend. Nice. Which yeah, that's crazy ass movie and has I've heard interesting things. <laughs> yeah, it's uh a little misogynistic, probably doesn't hold up very well today, but you know, it's got <laughs> interesting visuals. Um you might be too young to watch it, David. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just remember It is a cartoon though. I literally just remember, like, I don't know, like, it was it was some shirtless dude with this other shirtless chick. Like, I, that's like the only image or reference I know from that movie. Just some nudity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of cartoon nudity and, um, you know, great late seventies or decent late seventies music on it that you know at least fits the vibe well. Then after that, listen to a little Coheed Cambria, Inter Shikari, Four Year Strong, and Asking Alexandria, and that's it for me. Okay, okay. Yep, and like Moss of Flames, like we talked about earlier. Um, and that's it. Ryan, take us out. Yes, Papa. Hey, you've been listening to the demo <laughs> Shark team. Dad. Yes, yes, Papa. You've been listening to the demo team, and now we have come to an end.
If you would please share your socials after the beep. Beep. Go, Ryan. Oh, I guess I'll go first. (laughs) 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 Well, you can find me on uh, any social network. I mean, you you can find not on the social network soundtrack like Atticus. What's your parlor? My parlor? My parlor is the Naughty Boy Saloon on 5th Street. All right. Wait, did you mean like... Uh, I don't know. There's some <laughs> social media called Parlor now that all the old people use. Is this like Peacock when you were trying to get us to join your new sex No, club? it was not like Peacock. I think it's like... It's A like Twitter budget? for old white people is what Parlor is, is what I think. What's your TikTok account? What's your soon-to-be-banned social media? Yeah. What's your, uh, <laughs> what's your weather channel account? <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram at Ryan slash slash. You can find my band, Stay Still Official. And you could find the demo team at Demo Team Podcast. Is it the Demo Team Podcast or just Demo I Team? I think it's usually just Demo Team Podcast on most social media. It might vary different. You know, you just got to check it out. Look for a Demo Team me. Podcast or the Demo Team Podcast. I think it's Facebook. Where that's the only place where we're the Demo Team Yeah, podcast. I think we're Demo Team because it's... Um, was made more sense to do the other ways. We are Ryan, the, um, What name are you doing Yelp reviews be. under? Uh, I'm using the name uh, uh, Ali Ola Sir Ruffle Chip Master. Okay. Interesting. Wait, do you, do you use Yelp just to like complain about places or do you give like good reviews? Because Yelp be for snitches, man. <laughs> 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 you say that spitefully. Why people love snitching so like they love Yelp. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> JK, JK. Uh, LOL. <laughs> uh, do you say that you say that like, you know, somebody snitched on you, Moses? I mean I don't have a no doesn't have a restaurant have a business or a restaurant, yeah. But like a lot of Yelp is just like people like you know complaining i did do that once i complained on a karaoke bar because they were letting their the white people there a little get a little too into the rap but (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh (laughs) yeah damn son where'd you find that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah say no more (laughs) um What's he And they remember that one song where they literally just repeat the N word over and over. That was a banger. Was that a Attila song? No. <laughs> what? Uh, YG. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that song. See, I would sing it again, but I don't want the demo team to get redacted. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Podbean is pretty strict. Dude, I forgot about that YG song, and I'm sure there was a bunch of people singing it. Yeah. Oh, man. Things to be left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> right. Uh, socials. Hi, I'm David Pottinger. You can find me on Instagram at pottinger.david. You can find me at Facebook at David Pottinger. Hit me up and we can chat. Uh, 
You can reach me at Cash Spicer on Twitter, or you can reach me at the Cash Lean Spicer on Instagram. And I don't know. I guess if you want to ask me about Dance Gavin Dance or something or anything else, maybe I'll try to answer you. And you can find me on IG. I'm through being Mo. Find me on Twitter, Shadow Xmo, I believe. I don't use it, but fuck it. I'm on Christian Mingle. Uh, he likes long walks on the beach. <laughs> he likes uh, long Christian walks on the beach. Yeah, talking about my favorite Christian band, Dance Gavin Dance. And Switch. Yeah, because they love religion. Yeah. Um, See, Moses, I, I wouldn't use Christian Mingle, man, because like, I feel like you'll just end up, you'll find a girl. And you'll just end up asking, like, is there something more to you than just Bible study? Hey. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. David. David's coming for the throw. Uh, on that note. Yeah. <laughs> Jiggler's best song. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to DM Moses about that advice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or else. I bet you have yeah. that. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. You're the end. <laughs> that was a good one. No more Linkin Park talk. The end. Aww. That's the Linkin Park song. And the end. <laughs>